0: gonna heave one more time for three got it 1.8 left 78-69 Illinois the Illini inbound and they lead wire to wire over the last place Gophers and they win it 78-69 is the final on this President's Day.
1: Shouts out Abraham Lincoln and all the other presidents out there on this President's Day the Illini Getting the win for you here, 78-69 over the Gophers. Five Illini finish in double figures with 10 or more points. And Illinois back on the winning track after losing two in a row. Welcome in Fasteners Etc post game show here on Newstalk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 Evan Kahn. Mike LaTulip with you, breaking this one down first with our Rapid Reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management, striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. Mike, we were looking for the Illini to take care of business on a short turn at home and they lead for every single second. So all in all not too much to be mad about
2: yeah it was a big it was an emotional loss on on saturday you're able to come out with some bite tonight i thought that was the most important thing was just playing with a certain level of energy and uh look you mentioned the balanced scoring you get five all five starters and double figures i did a quick scan first time that's happened this year mm-hmm. uh, and there's really only been three times that there's been four guys so uh contributions all around and uh, look, you just want to keep building at at this stage of the season, right? And, and getting R.J. Melendez going is just, it's so crucial. I mean, the guy plays 32 minutes tonight, double-double, um, but most importantly, he looks like he had some belief in himself. And I think that's, that's a good foundation moving forward.
1: Big night for R.J. Melendez. Everybody feeling for the guy tonight. He gets his first career double-double. Really saw a a lot of what you you wanted to see guys do. They were working it inside. They were working it outside. Guys were hitting threes. They were getting after it on the boards. And and Minnesota hit some shots there late to to make it close. But uh, Illinois still gets the nine-point win at the State Farm Center. They are. 18 and 9 on the season. That's our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management. When we want your thoughts. Give us a call 217 356 9397 on the fan line or the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217 351 5357. Fasteners, etc. Post game show up next. I guess gophers gnaw, don't they?
0: Rodents. Rodents, whatever, yeah.
3: The following program is an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS, along with Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues. On your flagship home for fighting Illini Athletics, News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now, it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-9397. Now, your hosts for the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show, Evan Kahn and Mike LaTulip.
0: Here's a pass inside The Lendon. What a feed from Hawkins. Plays it up and in. Out top to Hawkins. Hawkins in the lane. Gets away from Ola Spinning down the lane with a running hook, and it's good. Boy, he spun about three times. As he drove in, spins it out top to Epps. Epps drives to the right, 12 to shoot, pull up for three. Got it. And Epps with five.
1: All the starters finish in double figures. All the points came from the starters, except for a free throw from Sincere Harris in the closing minutes. And the Illini lead it all the way, and they pick up their ninth Big Ten victory over the Minnesota Golden Gophers, 78-69. Welcome in, Fasteners, etc. cetera, post-game show. Evan and Mike with you. Joey Wright helping us out behind the scenes. Gene gave you the numbers. If you want to weigh in on this one on the fan line or the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. And 217 texture says, way to go, RJ, cheered loud, uh, Sure, as loud as I did for the Texas game when he hit that three, proud of him, and it was it. It, it sounds like this was a, a a game from the start that Brad Underwood challenged R. J. Melinda, especially after taking that last shot uh, against Indiana. Um, there there was no fault in in missing that three there at, at the buzzer and. and Terrence Shannon Jr. is still out, so he's still in the starting rotation. And the three balls not fallen, so can can you play defense? Can you rebound for me? Grabbed seven boards in the first half. He threw down a, a big dunk, and I think that lifted the, a little bit of the, the weight off of his shoulders, and he played way more free and relaxed in the second half. And it's going to be huge because as other guys play better, you know, it's either going to be. Goody or or Rogers or Harris or, or Melendez coming off the bench. I don't think that, that anybody is set. So for Melendez to play good tonight, it keeps his name being called here as, as they get healthier down the stretch.
2: Well, I think the staff deserves a lot of credit, too. And, you know, particularly Brad Underwood. I know he's been vocal about his support for RJ, but talk is one thing. It's another thing to insert him back into the starting lineup after Luke Goody played really well. At Indiana and you could probably have every reason to say hey we're gonna shelf the kid and and play Goody and play Goody the 32 minutes that R.J. played tonight and you didn't and not only do you insert him back into this insert him back into the starting lineup but you you give him arguably the toughest assignment defensively uh, which would be Terrence Shannon's assignment and then Ty gets in trouble and or in foul trouble in the first half and uh, you get even more extended minutes so look I know it can be tempting to be like, all right, well, we just need to ride with the guys that have it going right now, but treating this game as a game to get RJ, right. I, I thought was, was brilliant because you're going to need, you mentioned it. You're going to need him. Like if if you're going to have to count on him in some way, shape or form in late, uh, in late February and early March um, and, and well into March and hopefully late March and hopefully early April, um, (laughs) you know, you're going to need these guys to have these types of contributions. So um, hopefully this, this, gives RJ a little boost in confidence. Cause I think that's the main thing that he was lacking obviously. But, um, but like I said, a lot of credit to the staff for, uh, for sticking with them uh, and, and standing behind their you know, particularly Brad's words uh, after that Indiana game.
1: And this, this, Minnesota game a couple of weeks ago was right after Luke Goody came back from injury, and it was supposed to be his kind of get right game for that, where where they were gonna work him back in, and he's kind of found his way. And this was the, the perfect opportunity for RJ. But but aside from that, uh, Matthew Meyer uh, leads the line again with twenty two points. Jay Nepps really liked the looks that that he was getting, stepping into the threes, um, and, and he knocks down four of six here today, and, and just. Getting getting contributions from everybody. The the offense I think got a little stagnant, and that's I don't know, they were playing with pace early on, and then the pace kind of went away. That's keeping you know just the the foot on the gas there through through the first half. Um, but but otherwise, I, I thought they looked good on the offensive end.
2: Well, that's where you have to fight, right? When you are playing a team that let's let's be real was clearly the inferior team um you can't get bored mm-hmm. and I think that's what this team kind of falls into sometimes is Coleman hits the three so I believe put him up 16 and after Coleman hits that three to put him up 16 they they immediately take three straight poor highly contested mm-hmm. threes and it's just you know that's the easy thing to do the hard thing is to continue to move the ball and cut and and get into the paint and put pressure on the defense. And uh, that's, that's really the next step I want to see for this team is can you, can you step on some of these teams next uh, and, and just, and just put it away because they've shored up a lot of different areas. Okay. I know the free throw shooting took a step back, but it has been on the incline um, since the beginning of the season uh, and they've rectified the turnovers. I understand that, Minnesota doesn't turn you over a bunch but neither does Lindenwood (laughs) and you turned it over 22 times against them I think and you you have eight tonight so being able to value the ball and value those possessions uh, you want to get a little bit more of the free throw line um, but limiting those times where uh, you kind of look like you're you're bored or 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 not staying diligent to to what they they really want to do they took three straight bad shots and Brad said enough is enough let's go to the wedge action with with Meyer and Get him into the to the long post, and he, he backed down his man, and and basically had a layup. So, um, it, but it's on you as a player to understand what's a good shot and what's not a good shot. You don't need to have coach have to call a play every time to to get you in an order mm-hmm. and and manufacture a good one. So uh, they'll continue to learn, but little things like that you don't want sneaking up on you, especially when you come into March or Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament, where you let a better team than Minnesota crawl back into it they can sneak up on you and steal one so just just things to build on
1: yeah i was trying to remember i don't think he had to call a time out there in the second half when, when things started getting a, a little sideways I, I think they were able to, to work it out on the fly so so that was positive and, and yeah it's just kind of like fighting your own thing and and the free throws as as always are a mental And, and play in playing the second of three games and when Dane Danger's taking the most attempts this is the this is the the downside of feeding the beast all the time uh, against a team that's going to hack him is they're going to put him at the free throw line and we know Dane Danger's a 50% free throw shooter but over the last 7 or, or 8 games i mean 14 of 18 16 of 20 uh 10 of 15, 18 of 23. I mean, they've been shooting yeah, at about 70, sure. 75%. So, um, as always, free free throws are, are, are a mental thing. I was really glad that RJ got the free throws on the tech because I was like, that, that, that'll help hopefully put him over the top for the double-double, and he's yeah. been hitting free throws the in, entire season, and he missed one of those. So... Um, Hitting more free throws probably would would have made things look a little different, and playing down the stretch, not not really being sloppy with that press that that Minnesota threw in because they weren't giving up because they've been down 16 before, so they they were going to keep playing until the end. Um, Otherwise, this is a a, a 20-point game, but uh, Illinois is figuring that out. They get the 9-point win here, and uh, we'll we'll be back at it again later this week. Let's pick out an MX electrifying player of the game. MX Electric wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service for both residential and commercial needs. Call 217-359-7293 to schedule your project, and remember, relax, call Max. I think you could go a number of ways with this one since uh, all the Illini starters finished in double figures and and had a key part in the the entire game, but the feel good moment of the day, I feel like we got to give it to RJ Melendez, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. You get your first career double, double. And, uh, you know, it it wasn't just kind of rebounds that are dropping right in your lap. You know, maybe there were one or two of them, but there were eight or nine that he, he really had to hit and get and, uh, rebound out of his range so um and he had three offensive rebounds as well which is which led which led the team or was tied with with Ty Rogers so uh, got to go to RJ because this was kind of his uh his breakthrough he had a great block in the first half mm-hmm. as well uh, played solid defense I thought Jameson Battle although he had 31 took a lot of tough shots i think the last shot that he took of the night in you know, the with 2 seconds left was pretty emblematic of <laughs> the types of shots that that he was hitting so i thought RJ did a good job Overall, and on Not only just the offensive side, but the defensive side and, and clearing the glass. So, uh, yeah, for sure, he'd be my pick. First career double-double for the sophomore. 10
1: points, 11 rebounds in 31 minutes, starting again in place of Terrence Shannon Jr. And R.J. Melendez is going to get our MX electrifying player of the game.
3: Weaved out of
0: Melendez, cuts to the rim, laid it up, had it blocked. Saves it back in bounds as Melendez shoots a three with the two-
3: Got
0: it! Hey, RJ Melendez with two on the shot clock. He didn't have time to think about it. And RJ buries the three. Pressure in the backcourt. Epps, Hawkins, Melendez! Two-handed slam again! And Melendez slams it in. He's got a double-double. Ten points, 11 rebounds for RJ. And boy, are we happy for that young man.
1: We knew he could dunk it. We've been waiting to see him hit the threes. He gets one to fall tonight, and he gets our MX electrifying player of the game. News Talk, 1493.9 FM, WDWS, Champagne urbana Light Rock, 97.5 WHMS, Champagne urbana Fasteners, Etc. Postgame Show. We want to hear your thoughts coming up.
3: The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners, Etc. Postgame Show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line 217- 356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line. 217-351-5357. 34 for the
0: half. Meyer. Left wing out top Hawkins. Step back for three. Go. Oh, what a great shot by Coleman Hawkins. Timeout, Illinois. Hawkins with his second three bomb as a step-back
1: three from the left. Coleman Hawkins had it going as well as the rest of the starters. He finishes with 16-7 and seven as well as three assists. And the Illini back on the winning side against Minnesota. Here you on know, the Fasteners, Etc. Postgame Show, Mike and Evan with you. Heard the numbers there from Gene. And uh, wondering what you you thought out of Coleman Hawkins here tonight, Mike. I thought he looked uh, a lot more assertive on the offensive and um, both both on the dribble and uh, setting guys up.
2: Those games where I thought the matchups were going to be interesting depending on who they had, you know, when Dane was on the floor. Because if Dawson Garcia was on there, he had to guard Dane. Or if it was Payne, then Dawson Garcia was going to have to follow around Coleman I thought Go- Coleman was just good with picking his spots the three that he hit in transition he had one late shot clock he had one that was more just pure catch and shoot so he did it in a variety of ways tonight but as always just um I thought he was tremendous defensively you can hear him tonight for whatever reason the mics were picking up him talking uh on defense a lot it was late first half and uh he's yelling under the baseline I can hear him saying watch for the cross screen watch for the cross screen cross screen comes and and that's just little stuff that you know as a coach you smile uh you know if you're Chester frazier or you know Jeff Alexander tim Anderson guys that had the scout you're like man these guys are listening right <laughs> they're they're tuned into the film and to what we walk through in, in, in scout team and cuz a lot of these teams they run similar plays late game and late clock and late half so um that's him being attentive and and from by all accounts that's what you hear about him is that he's kind of a junkie in that way. And, um, and that's huge. That's huge because I think guys follow that. And, you know, you have a lot of young, impressionable guys in this team. And uh, I, that, that means a lot. So um, I thought he was great. You know, another seven rebounds tonight, three assists. I mean, just, just kind of doing what he does where he's, he's kind of putting his imprint on, on a lot of different facets of the game. And, and, and like you, I, I was wondering this isn't really a, a, a matchup where Dane's
1: going to have a, a true five out there uh, a lot of the time, and him getting in foul trouble wasn't necessarily a good thing, but I, I, I wondered it in the first half what, what the team would look like with the, the smaller lineup that, that we see you know from, from time to time. But Dane, Dane was holding his own when, when he was stepping out. Garcia, I think, took a, a couple of threes when, when he was guarding him, but I don't think he knocked down either of them when, when he was on him. And it's not something that, that you want to see, all the time is Dane Garden all the way out, you know, 23, 25 feet, but uh, just uh, another wrinkle that, that, that it can throw in there.
2: Yeah. And I still think too, you know, as, as good as Dane is offensively um, things are much more free flowing when, when Coleman's at the five uh, I think, you know, Dane has a propensity at times to, to be somewhat of a ball stopper Uh in a you know not in a bad bad way but in a way where um you know he'll catch it on the spread there and he'll fake the handoff fake the handoff again and then go into a one on one move i think he can eliminate some of the like 14 foot 15 foot hook shots um some of which he's done with his offhand uh, a few times it's just this is a low 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 percentage shot um him being able to do his work around the rim look I, i've said it all season if he just plays with a motor he's going to have 15 and 7 at a minimum that's just i mean that's that's the beauty of a guy like that that has that type of size is you don't need the ball thrown into you 30 times a game to be effective and nor do i think they they really want to do that because i think he's still kind of proven i know tonight he had you know he had two turnovers um really both were off post-entry feeds with him trying to go to work and bodies around and um, he goes four for nine from the line tonight. So it's just, I always say it, man, it's, it's a, it's a balance. You can't feed him every time because there's a lot of diminishing returns there. Um, but you still have to, to feed him to give some sort of, ba- some sort of balance to your, to your offense. So, um, I don't know when he hit his tailbone on the ground, he made both free throws. So maybe you should just cannonball onto the ground before every game and see if he can run the table and go six for six or seven for seven. I bet something they
1: bet they haven't practiced that. Now now they're gonna start practicing that, you know. They have to drop you on your back and then shoot yeah. some free throws. Yeah. Uh so so far, I mean hundred percent when when something like that happens. Uh two and seven techs are wondering uh, about the text. The first one, Battle, must have said something right next to the referee, which wasn't smart. I'm not a, a pro rip, lip reader, but you must have said something. And then the yeah. other one w- was from the bench. And, again, I don't know if they zoomed in on that on the TV, but uh, didn't see specifically.
2: Yeah, most times <laughs> when a player turns around to the bench, uh, you know, I, I've been a part of teams where the coaching staff you know when a player shoots shoots a shot and there's a coach that maybe says like oh yeah no we're good or he's with us you know th- th- those types of things and when the player makes it they end up turning around and, and saying something i'm not sure what jameson battle said like i've seen pictures of this guy that they showed during the game with him in like a like a saxophone so like i, I don't know like he doesn't <laughs> strike me as the most like aggressive guy in the world um but those are the types of things man if if, you, if the coaches are going to yell something from the bench and the player hits a shot and turns around like that's all that's all fun and game that shouldn't be a tech and it, it shouldn't ruin the flow of the game and uh it looked like in the in the second half that you know they really wanted a, a violation called on rj when he airballed it got the ball dribbled back out to the three-point mm. line and then they come down and they wanted to push in the back on the rebound and, and didn't get it. And it looked like Jason Kemp. It's funny enough, he was at North Dakota State and recruited me in high school. So it's funny when they mentioned him, like, oh, man, Jason Kemp. I haven't heard that name in a long time. But um seemed like he was the one that stood up on the bench and just kind of put his arms out. Had to have said something because it was the same guy. I think it was the same ref that, that teed up both guys. So it's uh, – I don't know. I mean, some of these refs, it's so subjective what they deem as a technical and – and what they don't, I know we, I know we did a symposium on that after the Indiana game, but um, man, it feels like every game there's just another head scratcher. Uh, Alexa,
1: play "Power Trip" by J Cole.
2: Okay, uh, more thoughts. Fan line's
1: pretty quiet. I understand we we got the late night uh, edition of the post game show going here, so uh, we're gonna keep it moving. But uh, if you got thoughts, we got time.
4: It's amazing what a hug does, mm-hmm. and it's it's a really simple thing. Uh, you know, I screamed when he took the shot at Indiana overtime. I knew he would make it. He missed it. Matt Meyer made the right play, passed it to him against the double team. And as soon as he missed it, ran over and gave that kid a hug. And we showed our team that in film. And uh, uh, everybody believes in that kid. And 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 he's got to start uh, believing in himself. And tonight he did that. We it was great to see a three ball go down for him. He, we saw his athleticism, but. Uh, I thought, uh, yeah, I'm really happy for him.
1: There's head coach Brad Underwood after the game, talking about R.J. Melendez. Kind of finding himself again here tonight. First career double-double, 10 points, 11 boards, as well as our MX electrifying player of the game. Welcome back, Fasteners, Etc. Post-game Show. Evan Kahn, Mike LaTulip with you. You can weigh in on the fan line, 217-356-9397, or text the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Somebody wondering about when Dane went down, um, didn't see anybody go to him. I mean, the guy got up and shot some free throws. I don't know if you wanted him to massage his booty or, or something like that. but
2: uh, He's, he's going to be hurting tomorrow. It, <laughs> There's but no question. It, I, trust me, I, I've had that. Before I was playing a AU tournament up in Indianapolis and got taken out of the air, landed directly on my tailbone, kind of similar to how how he did tonight. And I ended up finishing out the game, and then the next morning I I that was a little out. bit of a limp. I, yeah, like I, I couldn't like if I bent down, it was hard for me to stand all the way back up because uh, I don't know. It's but I will say the next tournament, I sat out the last game of that tournament, and then the following tournament. Um. Had a couple forty-plus point games, so power of fun. All you gotta got do is just hit your tailbone a couple of times, and
1: you'll be good. There's there's something in that wood. It just, That's right, That's puts right. the basketball right into you. All right, if you want to weigh in, we'll we'll take your thoughts. Joey Wright will will man those on the phone line, but uh, he's gonna catch us up on, on a scoreboard here, on a probably fairly quiet monday not not a whole lot of d1 basketball usually
5: no there's not a whole lot it's one of those nights where you can go to the espn app go to the division 1 tab and <laughs> you know you don't have to scroll very far to see all these games there's only 3 top 25 games let's start there number 3 kansas goes on the road and beats number 24 tcu but it was close 63-58 the final In that one, and looking at our other two top 25 games, if I can navigate and track them down here. Sorry for the delay on that. Number 23, NC State hosts and beats North Carolina 77-69. And number 2, Houston, your winner at home against Memphis 72-64. And looking at some other games from around the NCAA's top division, You know, Evan, I think when they made the schedule before the season, I think everyone was thinking that Duke and Louisville was going to be a little more appealing than it was tonight. Always. Uh, Duke uh, a winner. Louisville, I think, was going for its fifth win. I think they came in with four (laughs) Uh wins. And they lose 79-62 at Duke. uh, No, that was at Louisville. Pardon me. I think they hosted that one and lost. And looking at some other games from around the country, again, as you said, Evan, a pretty quiet night. Fullerton goes to UC Santa Barbara and wins 74-60. It was that kind of night. (laughs) UC Irvine and Cal Poly. UC Irvine's a 59-56 winner. UC Busy night in California, I guess. UC Riverside, 96. (laughs) CSU Northridge, 76. 20-point winner there. Mississippi Valley State goes to Prairie View and loses 67-65. Kind of a quiet night. Not a lot to not a lot of remarkable games in our area. NC Central hosts Maryland uh, or beats Maryland Eastern Shore, I should say, sixty-eight to (laughs) sixty-three. Digging deep for some of these. This
1: this sounds like Mad Libs at at this point. You're just picking directions. What what, the reason it's a a quiet night is because it's a a big night for women's hoops. That's right. Usually, big top fifteen matchup in the Big Ten. Ohio State goes on the road, takes down Michigan and Ohio State's kind of been on the wrong side here recently so getting a, a big win on the road there but uh, big one
5: coming up this week too between Maryland and Iowa that'll be a right. pretty good game so that's uh, that's coming up yeah big night for the women not so much so for the men uh, good night for the uh, the sickos committee though they're they're <laughs> loving some of these matchups i'm sure
1: in <laughs> in those those deep gamblers who are trying to find that that edge
5: yep the parlays
1: there you go but uh Illinois getting the win so that's That's why we're here
5: and we've got open phone lines if you want to discuss it
1: we do indeed and and, uh, on cue is we always get going with the scoreboard bed somebody calls in so that that worked out perfect (laughs) it's like we sent out the bat symbols. so Joey thanks for for catching us up on on the scores and and, uh, we will go to that fan line 217-356-9397 Mark's here in Urbana he's got some thoughts hey Mark
0: Hey, that was a, a, a big win. More of a relief uh, to go ahead and get this game over with. Um, you know, it's good to get a little uh, home cooking, I guess. Um, and uh, now we could focus on a uh, Northwestern team that is uh, pretty uh, aggressive. And I wanted to, um, um, to see what you guys think about what Illinois should do to handle that. They're guards and they they're they're pretty physical and they uh, they got the big guy in the middle that he he's not going to score but he seemed to you know uh, cause some problems for
1: people mm-hmm. so I uh, I'll just hang up and listen. Yeah, thanks for the call, Mark. And looking ahead to Northwestern, biggest key from this game to last game is you got to match that physicality without fouling and letting them take forty shots or thirty eight or whatever it was from the free throw line. But uh, what do you got on that, Mike?
2: Yeah, I'd imagine they're not going to shoot 40 free throws or whatever they did the other game. But you mentioned the physicality. To me, and this is not, you know, uh, what Northwestern teams have been over the years, but Northwestern is the most physical team, in my opinion, in the conference. Um, they just are. The way they guard, they push you out. And that that, that is what I'm looking for, is where is Illinois? And, I, and granted, this is... You know, that game was kind of... The breaking point. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it, but they they were starting their offense at 25 feet, at 27 feet. And what that does to your timing and your cuts and your ability to run efficient offense, it just, it really hinders that. So I, I want to see an Illinois team that catches it at the spot that they want to catch the ball at. Because if they can do that, they can initiate offense. If they get good offense, that means that they're scoring. If they're scoring, they're able to set up their half-court defense. Uh, you know, and, and, but look, I, this, I was just messing around tonight before the game. And I was like, what if I just did like my own all big 10 ballot? <laughs> I, I had Boo Boo and Chase Adige both on the second team. Uh, like that's how good those two guys have been. And Boo Buoy, like one of those, Boo may have an argument for the first team. Um, if they end up somehow being able to win the league, but, uh, just, they've just been so solid. I think it speaks to retaining guards. In the you know, and not letting your guards go into the portal, I, they lost Pete Nance and Ryan Young to Duke and North Carolina, respectively. And it hasn't mattered as much because they still kept their, their guards and, and really the rest of their core intact. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I want to see how they handle Chase Audige, I want to see how they handle Boo Booey. Um, but you can't let the Ty of the world and, and these other kind of ancillary parts go off and, and get open looks and get cooking because when they have Ty Berry going. When they have Robbie Barron going, um, they're tough to beat. They just are. And there's a reason why they've won five in a row, and those five in a row have been probably it's probably the best five game winning streak that <laughs> any team in this league has had uh, all season because of the the types of teams that they've knocked off. I mean you, you run through Purdue, Indiana and Iowa in a row. That's that says something. So they're they're coming in riding high uh on Thursday and you gotta make sure to uh you know, to shut that down because they they can, I think they can smell it a little bit. They're, they're, a, they're a game and a half back at Purdue. And now you, you now you want to see a Northwestern team that's not usually in this position, how they handle it. Um, they got a lot of older guys, so they should be in good shape, but that should be interesting.
1: Let's pick out our Tapman's towing play of the game. Car won't start after the game. Call 217 328 2424 for the most trusted roadside service in downstate Illinois, Tapman's Towing, or visit online at tapmanstowing.com. We. Again, could go a a number of ways here. I mean, Jay Nepps had a a run there where I didn't think he was ever going to miss again. Um, There was dunks here. There were dunks there. Uh, I I was leaning before it got dunk crazy towards the end, towards uh, R.J. Melendez's big dunk in in the first half. And and since we already gave him the player of the game, it seems right we, we tip our cap to him one more time maybe.
2: Yeah, he had the dunk in the first half. He had the dunk in the second half. He had the three that kind of set the arena on fire. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to give one non-RJ one, the Matthew Meyer crossover uh, on the right wing into the three that completely shook <laughs> that guy, uh, Carrington, or whatever his name is, uh, was was pretty sweet too. But yeah, let's give it to RJ, man. I mean, whichever, whichever one you want to fire up, I think is uh, will be fitting.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll try to get all those plays in there tonight because uh they, they were dandies and brian and doug were great on the call but uh, let, let's start with this rj two-hand slam from the first half
0: Hanley from 15 missed it rebound hawkins they align on the run out two-man advantage goody left baseline melendez for the slam oh a lot of frustration in that slam let me tell you and look at his teammates Fibing him and bumping chest as Melendez hammers it home on the left baseline. Pulled that ball way over his head and just ended about two months of frustration. Gets it to Hawkins, to Meyer. Meyer with a drive, oh. and he slams it in. On the right baseline, hammers it home. Whew. Dream about doing that in my sleep.
1: <laughs> Can't do it. Yeah, he just not- did it. No, we. some of us can't do it, Mike be might be able to do it. Uh, Brian and I cannot do it, but uh, Matthew Meyer and R.J. Melendez, they get it done. Five dunks, count them, one, two, three, four, five dunks for the Illini tonight as they get the nine-point win at the State Farm Center. Those are our Tapman's towing plays of the game. Thought I saw a caller there. we still got time if you want to weigh in with your thoughts and your texts here on the Fasteners Etc. Postgame
3: Show. It's the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. You can weigh in on today's game by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397. Or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357.
0: Side Ty Rogers bounce past Meyer, right baseline, backing his way down, spins right, ranked it up and in. Matthew, Matthew Meyer with his first points of the second half. Lob to Matthew Meyer, wearing the headband again. Shoots a three, got it, cut, over just turned around and shot it.
1: That still wasn't it. I know where that Matthew Meyer 3 is. We'll get that the next time. But that was his mini 5-0 run that got him going in the second half. Matthew Meyer finishes with a team-high 22 after 24 at Indiana on Saturday and the Illini back on the winning side as they move into that abyss in the middle of the Big Ten. I don't know how you want to sort it out. There's still three games, four games to go. Fasteners, etc. cetera, postgame show. Mike and Evan with you. Joey's helping us out if you want to call in. Some texts are coming in as well. 630 texts are wondering about how long Luke Goody can play. We saw him play 23 against Indiana on Saturday and coming off the bench. That's probably where where he's at. So I'd say he's quote-unquote you know, in shape for, for what they're going to expect out of him.
2: Yeah. And he played 17 today. Mm-hmm. And look, that's all going to be predicated on what the other guys are doing. Like if Taryn Shannon comes back, when I mean, you think about it, you got Taryn Shannon, Matthew Meyer, Jaden Epps, Coleman Hawkins, Dane Danger. I mean, if all, if all five of those guys got it going, then those other guys are going to have a little bit less minutes. And if Ty Rogers has it going, that's going to take away from RJ Melendez and and Luke Goody. So it's, you know, it's the beauty of having talent on the scene. Is whoever has it going that night? That's their night, and and coach is going to ride with them. So um, it's going to be interesting because down the stretch, you could, you know, I could see a lot of these guys that are on the coming off the bench having good games and giving good production. So I'll be interested to see how he manages all that. Yeah, Texas are talking. I, I
1: mean, there were only three shots outside of the starters. I, I mean, yeah. they're, and they're all starters. Danger. Played twenty three minutes, but they they all played thirty minutes. They were all putting up multiple shots. So and there's only so many minutes and so many shots to to go around. And yeah, you, yeah, you, you can only get so many guys going. I mean, five guys in double figures <laughs> can't can't complain about that all too much. Um, question, uh, uh, wondering. This is provided we get Shannon back. I, I don't even, uh, it, I have, I have no inside information. It's just, you don't know with concussions. So I have no idea when, when Terrence Shannon is going to be back. So I don't know how you operate that fully expect him to be back sometime before the end of the season. But um yeah. that, that seven to 10 day stretch leading into this game against Northwestern, uh, I, I'm not really sure. So I don't know how he fits in, into
2: that game plan. I'd be pretty shocked if he didn't play on Thursday, just because he was in the arena tonight, if he wasn't in the arena tonight, I'd maybe have a different thought on that. I mean, the reason why some guys wouldn't be in arena is because they're still sensitive to the light and they'd be sensitive to noise. And, you know, he he clearly doesn't have either of those two or else he wouldn't have been in the arena. So um, I think it's just, it was probably a little too close because he's six days out from that Penn state game and you want to give it usually a week and, Um, but he should be right around that 10 day mark, that nine, 10 day mark, and he should be ready to go. Um, I mean, that's me completely speculating, but, um, I'd imagine that's a game he is going to work to try to get back to, but with those, you know, with those concussions, it's even if you have one symptom, that's, that's going to keep you out. Um, so he's got to be symptom free in order to come back. So, but you know, these things have been weird. I mean, remember Curbelo last year, I mean, it was, it was like for two months. So, um, so we'll see. Interested to see how that how that plays out. But they, they, they're they going to need him in that game. They're going to need his physicality. Two and seven. Texter wanted to
1: vote Matthew Meyer, the player of the game. Probably wouldn't be wrong, but uh, there's plenty, plenty of praise to be given out after this win. But let's pick out some keys to the game. Brought to you by Hickory Point Bank with the roots right here in our Champaign-Urbana community. Hickory Point Bank invested. And by Game Day Spirit with the best selection of University of Illinois apparel. What do you got, Mike?
2: yeah I just I like the way that they started this game I think the key is uh against a team that you've put fifty four points in the paint on um establishing the paint early and uh, I know it kind of went to the wayside a little bit and there was a four minute scoring drop but uh I think them attacking the paint and getting a lot of the basket kind of opened them up to be able to knock down some outside shots in the second half so uh, and then again, taking care of the ball, you, you just you, if you take care of the ball and if you do what you do on the offensive glass like they did tonight, you're just going to give yourself and your offense so many chances to be efficient. So um, and if your offense is efficient, I, t- I mean, I, like I talk about, it, you're able to score, you're able to set your defense and you give yourself a really good chance to to have a quality defensive possession as well. So it all ties together. And I thought those were those were pretty big keys tonight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Along with that, I I thought the the shot selection was good. You weren't seeing a lot of those run-out breaks uh, that teams have been getting off of bad shots taken by the Illini, and and that's what led to them shooting 48% and 39% from three. I I think I heard the the most threes that they've hit since uh, that that Wisconsin game at the State Farm Center a, a month and a half ago when they went 10 for 19 so you like see that and, and guys not getting tired of, of rebounding 11 boards for RJ seven for Matthew seven for Hawkins Dane for it in his limited minutes everybody who who plays played got got a rebound and, and as far as the the defense goes uh, those were some breakdowns and some made shots I, I think this was easily a game Illinois could have held Minnesota under 60 points but uh they they hit some shots late and, and hit some tough shots and, and they made it a nine-point game, but uh, all in all, I thought it was pretty good for from both ends. Illinois leads the whole way, and they get the win over Minnesota. Those are our keys to the game, brought to you by Game Day Spirit and by Hickory Point Bank. Coming up towards the end here on the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show.
4: You know, we, we made some mistakes in the first half. We had control of the game, and we, we helped on a double, and, and uh, you know, it's not what we do. We helped out of a strong side corner, not what we do. Uh, those are the mistakes we can't make. But uh uh but you know, all in all I thought it was it was it was solid. I thought we got what we wanted. We got, you know, Matt's rounding into into form and has been really, really good. Coleman, you know, kinda controls the game on a lot of fronts and and uh you know, I thought Dane was, was, was really good uh you know, getting on the glass. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, we were going to him. Uh you know, he's usually gonna shoot a little higher percentage. He missed a couple that he normally makes, but uh uh, but, you know, all in all, glad to get this one in the books. Mm-hmm. It's the makeup game. It was a quick turn. Uh, now we got another one.
5: Yeah,
1: not too bad after playing an emotional game on Saturday just two days ago. Can't imagine a whole lot of practice. It was just more recovery yesterday. Watch some film and get ready to go here today. And Illinois comes out, looks pretty sharp on, on offense and, and on defense, and, and they get the win. They are eighteen and nine on the season, nine and seven in the Big Ten, and Northwestern looming. Somebody wondering if Illinois is going to be favored. I would not be surprised if Illinois yeah. is favored. Illinois is probably I, going to be favored by a couple points because I think they Illinois will. is I, the better I, team. My,
2: yeah, if I were to guess. If I were to guess, this is just this is just guess the lines here. Two and a half. I, 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 I would say crazy enough. I'd say it's going to be at like four and a half. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised to see it get bet to five and a half. Um, truly. Right. So I, I it's going to be one of those well, weird ones where if you're not privy to Northwestern and Illinois, you're going to look at it and be like, oh wow, I should probably take Northwestern here. But I don't know. I think I think Vegas is going to try to bait some people
1: there. And this is something that that I'm really interested in, and I don't know enough about it. But just looking at the numbers, Northwestern's been playing really well, winning some games. They they scored a whole bunch uh, against Iowa, but that's just that's what Iowa do does. They 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 let you score. This isn't a team that's that's going to blow the doors off you. Illinois right. isn't necessarily either, but Illinois is a pretty good defensive team and a pretty good offensive team, and the numbers are, are going to shake out in Illinois' favor, especially on home court. That's an automatic three points added to, to the yeah. orange and blue right there. So, Illinois is going to be favored, and they, they should show up with a, a chip on their shoulder like they're not favored, because there there's a, a lot to play for, and, and um, they... They they gave it to you. They they, they they yeah, tried no, to right. they tried to claim the the state of Illinois in those ugly light blue jerseys up in Evanston, you know, back back at the beginning yeah. of January. So uh, they they remember what it took, and they're playing like they're on a mission. So
2: and look, this could be a, a really cool kind of full circle game if you can play a, a really good brand of basketball and play together and. Uh, Play United and, and win this game and knock out a, a ranked team, and then think about man, we're we're only a month and a half removed from playing this very team and, and thinking that this this season was kind of, <laughs> um, you know, I, I I guess on on the edge here. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a really good opportunity, and uh, I think that's what you want. You want you want uh, quality opportunities to kind of bolster your resume, and uh, that's why games like tonight are important taking care of business against teams that you should absolutely beat. And they've done that. They've really done that all season. I mean, I don't think – if you look at Illinois' schedule throughout really the entire season, I mean, what what's their worst loss? I mean, is it, is it Penn State on the road? Probably. Penn State at home, I guess. Yeah. Um, Net-wise. Probably. Yeah, because like Mizzou has been solid – um you know I think they've they've skid a little bit. I think they've lost 3 of 5 but um but they're solid and and I I don't think Illinois has especially in the Big 10 you know they've taken care of Minnesota, right? They swept Minnesota, they swept Nebraska. Um it's crazy to think that beating Ohio State is like hey, you took care of an inferior team <laughs> um cuz they're usually at least have a pulse in the conference but um yeah, I mean those are that's that's what you got to do to to keep yourself afloat in in the conference race. And when I say conference race, I mean getting that double buy. Because I think mm. I think winning a share or an outright league title is kind of off the table at this point. Yeah, ma- mathematically, I, I,
1: actually, I don't think mathematically, but almost uh, essentially, it's yeah. gone. So. Just take care of your business. Illinois did that tonight. They get the win over Minnesota. Nebraska's on the way. We'll get you those start times and more when we wrap after last call right here on the Fasteners, Etc. postgame show.
0: Missed that one. Rebound Rodgers. Oh. Guess who? Yeah. He went upstairs on that one. That, that was that one. Near the square of the basket. I reset. 8 10 for the game. Here's Meyer. Top of the key. Right wing Epps for three. Good. <laughs> James. coming the other way. Epps. The Illini lead is 12. Meyer oh. makes it 15.
1: Matthew Meyer is your leading scorer for a second straight game with 22 points. Jaden Epps goes 4 of 6 from 3. He finishes with 17. All five starters in double figures. And the Illini are back on the winning side. Northwestern coming to town. Another 8 o'clock tip. We love those at the State Farm Center. On Thursday night, we'll be back with you. Starting at six. Wow, that's going to be another full day of coverage. We'll start with sports talk at four, pregame at six, tip off at eight, and then Mike and I will be back with you for the fasteners, etc. Postgame show, and we've done a, a little bit of breaking that one down already, Mike. But um, I mean, this is this is what we play for. This is the the Big Ten. This is games for for championships uh hopefully it ain't a morgan in the state farm
2: center and everybody's ready to go they should be right there's 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 nothing like having a lot to play for in march or in, or in, in late february uh where these conference games really mean something and it's not just hey are we going to be a 10 seed or are we going to be an 8 seed a 9 seed i think three of the four years that i was at illinois we were right on that eight nine line and it's just a crappy place to be because you it's like hey congratulations you won you're playing the number one seed um or you lose to a nine seed or you lose to an eight seed so it's just staying off that line i think this look this illinois team has a chance to um you know to get a quality win like i mentioned and also watching them tonight look when it comes to the ncaa tournament and this illinois team is obviously going to be in in the ncaa tournament but there are capable shooters on this team, and if they can kind of catch lightning in a bottle, and have just a two-week stretch of shooting the ball well, they do so many other things well that that to me is going to propel them to um, you know to a deep run in March. I mean, they yes, they're they have the capabilities of to to win ugly, but there's going to be some games in the NCAA tournament where you got to start throwing some in and tonight you can see that they're absolutely capable of it I mean Jay Nepps goes four for six and Matthew Meyer has shown that he can be can go nuclear from behind the arc and Coleman can make threes and if RJ starts to find himself Luke Goody can shoot it so you know they're not completely devoid of of shot making ability and if they can put that together along with not letting their defense slide at all I mean this is, this is a team that you absolutely Especially if they end up as a seven seed, I mean, what two seed would want to play them in the round of thirty-two? Obviously, got to make it past your first game, but what two seed would want to see a team like this that, you know, when they're when they're making shots, can be a, you know, they are a top ten, top fifteen team in the country when it comes to to talent. They're they're absolutely up there. Yeah, the this Illinois team
1: is is undefeated when they don't allow seventy points. Uh, so we we know the the defense is there, and, and yeah, it'd be nice to to see them win one with, with the the shooting going, and even if the defense isn't working or the other team is hitting shots, uh, if you can match them shot for shot. But uh, the the defense was there tonight. Illinois leads it the entire way. And they come away with the win. That's going to do it for us here on the Fasteners Etc. Post game show. Mike, thanks for staying up late with us. Uh, we'll, we'll see you in person on Thursday.
2: I'll be there. Right. Right. See you then.
1: Sounds good. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Joey Wright, for helping out behind the scenes. Appreciate all the texters and and, and Mark. Pretty quiet night on the phone line, but we understand that it's late. So uh, I'm going to wrap things up here, get the Sinatra flowing, and get to bed. I hope you guys all do the same. Good night. So long. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
3: The preceding program was an exclusive presentation of News Talk ninety three nine FM WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations.